is the Jose Show. Jose Show. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Roldan Jr., and today we have a very special guest. His name is LJ Govani, and he is a co-owner of the Big Storm Brewing Company here in the Bay Area. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So um, I don't watch a lot of news. Um, I think sometimes news is depressing. So um, if I get any type of news that either pops up um, in my Facebook feed or my Twitter feed sometimes, and, uh, and then I do have a, an app that I can see some of the news, and I can't remember exactly what happened um, and where I found it at, but I believe it was Facebook. But uh, you went to the Super Bowl here, uh, the Chiefs versus the Bucks. Now, how, how was that? I've never been to a Super Bowl. What is it like going to a Super Bowl? Sure. I mean, it's a really awesome experience. Um, you know, certainly unique uh, having been in our home stadium. I've, I've been very fortunate to have gone to a few Super Bowls. And, uh, you know, there's something uniquely cool about going to a place that you don't know, uh, experiencing a new atmosphere for the first time. Um, so really, you know, I, I, people have asked, that's the first question I get, right, is what was it like? And I can just say, honestly, nothing like ever I've ever experienced before. A mix between a really, really important game on a Sunday, because I knew where I was going. I know the same general experience. Uh, but then there's that electricity you just can't replace that's from the Super Bowl. Amazing. Like I said, I've never been to an actual football game. I've been to like high school football games. Now, I'm not a sports fan per se. Um, I've probably watched in my entire life, maybe an hour of football, but I'm kind of into basketball now. So I know how the feeling is when you watch something on TV versus being there in person, uh, there's more energy. Um, you can feel it from the fans. You can feel it from the coaches, the players, and it's, it's all there. Um, now, what really struck me is um, basically, and I didn't, I didn't watch anything to do with the Super Bowl. They had cardboard cutouts of people like stationed all over. Like how many people were around in your area where you were sitting? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not sure. I think there are more cardboard cutouts than people. Um, <laughs> they were using them to separate groups and pods, right? So, you know, if you had a group of two or four or six and eight or a five or seven, whatever it may be, they wanted you to keep your pods uh, together. And so that you'd have them to the sides of you and then in front of you. So they were skipping a row. For the most part, there was always a row of, of uh, cardboard cutouts and then they were placed in between groups. That's amazing. Now, I'm just curious, like, was there some kind of contest online where if you were a Bucks fan or a Chiefs fan that you could actually have a cardboard of yourself, a cardboard cutout of yourself in the stands? Um, I couldn't really find anything. Do you know anything about that? Or yeah, no. So my, my understanding was uh, it was a hundred or hundred fifty dollars to have your cutout in the stands or the cutout of your choice, um, and that money went to to charity. Um, okay. So the NFL use that as a vehicle to raise money uh, for people. So, you know, we had our, my friend Frank that we are here to talk about right sitting next to me, but throughout the stadium, I think Lady Gaga was there. I think Bernie Sanders and his mittens were there. Um, you know, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of like, you know, just characters that people have placed throughout the stadium. So see, that's interesting that you brought up Frank. So this cardboard cutout um, of a guy wearing a hat and the chief's uh, jersey, 
was sitting next to you. What made you decide to call him Frank? Is do you have a friend named Frank or a family? No, name Frank? no, he just looked like a Frank. I honestly is the the first name that came to mind um, when uh, when I looked at at this cutout. Wow, and you thought he was a uh, like a school math teacher is what I was reading on. A, yeah, yeah. My my prediction was that he was a middle school math teacher who coached JV basketball. That's what I thought. Somewhere from the Midwest. Wow. Well, I guess you were, let's see, Iowa. So he's from Iowa. I call that the Midwest. Yeah, that's, that's so you were pretty much spot on. You know, wow. Well, I mean, it helps when Kansas City's the team, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not like I'm going to go bet or randomly assume Los Angeles or Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, he just looked like a, a Frank from the Midwest. Now, <laughs> Um, you shared a beer with him and I seen you took yeah. a selfie with him. Now, what made you decide at one point, like, Hey, you know, I would like to find out who this guy, who Frank really is. Um, what was the reasoning behind that? Uh, well, so again, in my mind, uh, you know, the story I had made it for Frank is that Frank was a diehard chiefs fan who wanted to come to the super bowl, but couldn't. Uh, and it was somewhere between, you know, monetary reasons and COVID reasons, right. Ultimately, yeah. In 2020, everything had to do with COVID. So it ultimately was a COVID excuse or a reason. And so, uh, you know, I just kind of thought it'd be cool to connect with this person if we could find them, um, you know, out in the world somewhere. Um, you know, this has been such a weird year of division and separation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I'll equally admit, I was probably at that perfect spot of adult beverages where, you know, I decided to start tweeting about finding this guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, it was just that. I thought it would be cool to kind of like, hey, man, I sat next to your cutout and hope all's well. Yeah, it, it's amazing because 20 years ago, had this would have happened, you probably wouldn't have been able to find uh, Clayton, also known as Frank. <laughs> um, you know, now with the Internet and uh, people retweeting and reposting and and uh, there's just so many people online nowadays. Um you can't hide from anybody anymore. I mean, sure. Everybody yeah, I, mean, I'm not, I, I mean, certainly 20 years ago, but let even, you know, less than 10 years ago. Right. I mean, go, 2010, 2013, probably wouldn't have found him either. Um, so that's true. You know, it's certainly a last five, five to seven year evolution of uh, the internet being a community for good and bad. For good and bad. Now I have this clip and let me make sure I got this clip, right? I, I found it online and I actually emailed the person. Um, from Bay News 9. Her name is Angie Angers, and she was a reporter. And let's see if this clip's going to work. This is a clip of you talking to Clayton Whipple. And here we go. Let's test it out. Uh, uh, you know, two people that don't know each other from opposite, literally, you know, opposite parts of the country, essentially, and opposite teams getting together and just being communal. Um, you know, sports and beer, I think, have a real unique way of, of, of bringing communities together. So that, that, that is the real reason. I mean, I had a great time of the game. Uh, with your cutout. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that and, and, and share those same thoughts, man. Sports have always been a big part of my life and I'm trying to teach my young boys the value in it, understanding just what sportsmanship is and, and being part of a team. So uh, when you finally found out uh, who Frank was, what was it like meeting him? Like, uh, well, you know, through the, uh, the magic of technology of uh, like we're doing now, Zoom or whatever, FaceTime. Oh, it's cool. I mean, he seems super excited. And, um, you know, I, I think you may know he has family with him and they seem super excited. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until this uh, started picking up some traction that 
doubt and seed kind of entered my mind of, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have done this, right? You know, more than one person had said, that's kind of creepy. More than one person had said, what if he's dead? Um, so, you know, it wasn't until I actually met and, you know, via Zoom and got to talk to him that I realized like, oh, thank you. This went okay. He's a good, he seems like a really good guy. And, um, yeah. you know, they, they could have gone really bad, but uh, no, no, it, it was, it was nice. I mean, I, that's the only way to describe it, right? It's, it's nice to meet someone. And more importantly, I mean, Frank and I, uh, Clayton and I had uh, talked a little bit uh, via email and some stuff before we had done that. And, you know, he, he was all aboard, aboard the same message, right? That, yeah. that this was really about is, is positivity and, uh, you know, people, people connecting with people. And uh, that made it a lot more fun because he shared, every opinion that I had on 2020 and was all about, you know, spreading positivity. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I could see some people's point of view. Yeah. Maybe creepy. Um, but actually I that was a little aggressive. Well, I mean, sometimes in this day and age, you have to be a little bit of aggressive to, uh, to get done what you want to get done. So I look at it. I don't think it's creepy. I think it's actually pretty cool. Now, um, and, and you also said, some people said, well, what if he's dead? I, well, hey, you know, if he's dead, sorry to hear that. But, you know, I think you did a good job. I think it's awesome that you got, got to connect with him. Now, apparently, from what I understand and from what I've read, um, whenever he's ready, you're going to fly him, his wife and his children down uh, to Tampa. And so what kind of trip is that going to be like? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, I, I've got Frank uh, Clayton's kids are older than mine. So, you know, I, if someone offered me a weekend away, I'm not sure if I'd bring my, uh, bring my children with me, but um, so, you know, I offered to bring them if he chooses to leave them good on him. But yeah. um, you know, I, I think it's just going to be uh, look the weekend he would have had if he could have come to Tampa. Right. And so yeah. I look at it as being an ambassador for Florida and ambassador for Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, we have one of the largest breweries in Tampa Bay. We're opening new locations across the state all the time of, literally signing a lease tomorrow morning for another location I can't disclose yet. Uh, so, you know, really, we take that very seriously. Um, and so whether we're going to like program this down to the hour for Clayton and his family uh-huh. or be, beyond a few tourism things and, and some stuff that I think we really cool, like bringing him to the stadium and showing him the seat and, you know, um, well, that was those fun. things, it, you know, it's really up to him, right? It, we'll, we'll do as much or as little as he wants to do. That would be awesome. Now um, uh, let's talk about your brewing company now. Um, now I, myself, I don't, I don't drink beer. I think the only time I've ever had a beer is, uh, I had one alcoholic, a non-alcoholic years ago when my first child was born and that didn't taste good, but, no, but I think myself, imagine. uh, making beer is a craft, you know, I would love to see how stuff like that's made because, you know, there's so many things in this world that I never get a chance to see. And I think making beer like that is, is just a craft in itself. Now, what made you decide? Now, you're the co-owner, so who's uh, your co-owner? With- sure, I've got I've got two other partners. Um, I've got uh, my father's one, and our head of sales is another. Um, so we didn't found the brewery. So Big Storm was founded in 2012 by our former partner in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know his story of why Big Storm was is you know he was working for J.P. Morgan Chase. He had worked with my family since high school. Uh, went off on his own and went to J.P. Morgan Chase. Worked there for a few years and. In 2008, like most young associates at financial firms, get laid off. And the idea was kind of, I'm sorry, it was uh, 2011. Um, and the idea was kind of, if not now, when? And so, you know, that's why he started the brewery with a uh, few few partners. And uh, we came in about a year after they uh, they had started. But we'd, we'd known Mike. I mean, I dated his sister all throughout high school. We had known uh-huh. each other for 10, 12 years. He was the best man at my wedding. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was. I mean, we just weren't there from the very beginning, but we were essentially there from the very beginning. And um, you know, why beer? I mean, look, it, it is the uh, one of the most complex things our family's ever been a part of. You know, you have so many different dimensions of the business. You're you you have manufacturing business first and foremost with food grade um, uh, guidelines and and attention to quality, detail, and cleanliness. You have an eroding clock on how long your, your goods your your goods are good for, right? And yep. then you have this this three tier system in the middle that really removes you from direct interaction with your customers in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, I'd say it's it was probably the complexity of the industry, even at such a small scale for anyone our size, um, is what really has kind of kept us driven in the space. I mean, there's I, I genuinely mean this. Every week there's a new you know it's an issue of the, of the week. Every week is something new that we haven't experienced before. Um, you know, this upcoming week, I've got, we have all training with our, our taproom staff on how to handle unruly children and, and bad parents. I mean, we've never, that's yeah. something we've never had to deal with before, right? So it's just a very complex industry and that's what keeps our attention. I know unruly children. I've been in restaurants and, you know, when I go to a restaurant or no matter where I go, I, I'd like to enjoy myself with, when I'm with my wife. And man, I hate when kids that are, man, even eight, nine, 10 years old running around screaming crying um man i can't stand that because i can't i can't focus on the reason why i'm there because when i'm there like i said i just like the quiet time the the banter even between other guests that are sitting next to me and that's good that you guys are doing some kind of training because man some of them kids can just be uh you know i hate to say the phrase little hellions you know so sure. wow. so now well, i don't blame the i don't blame the children it's the parents, it's the parents. You know? yeah. sometimes I mean, I, we had someone last week tell us uh we come here so you can watch our children. And our response was, this isn't Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I know, right? The, the, the cojones to say, well, excuse me, but you need to watch my child. My, my, our staff didn't know what to do. And my response was, man, this isn't Chuck E. Cheese. Go to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't tell you. There you go. Go to a romper room, but this is a bar. <laughs> I know when I was a kid, um, my mom and dad didn't play around. If I acted up, nope. <laughs> my mom took me to the bathroom and she told my tail. Yeah. Of course, nowadays, if you do that, Oh, it's child abuse. No, it's not child abuse unless you're starting to bring blood out of the kid. But uh, <laughs> wow. Now, I noticed that you have um, three tap houses, uh, Odessa, Clearwater and Cape Core, I believe. Now, right. um, you also serve ice cream and coffee in all of these or. Um, so I ice cream and coffee was uh, started out of our Clearwater facility. OK. And we made room for what was the coffee shop, ice cream shop. We made room for a full service kitchen. We were used to be a food truck. We built a full kitchen. Um, so ice cream and coffee is actually coming back in a project across the street from us. We're calling it the Creamery. And that's going to be our flagship coffee shop. And inside there will also serve um, ice cream. Uh, I think we had 16 flavors before. Wow. We typically had two or three that were uh, beer inspired. So we would take We'd take a beer, boil off the alcohol, add it in with other raw materials and, and really? um, build up a base ice cream. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Um, the biggest thing for us right now, outside of uh, opening our location at the Amway Center in Orlando. So what used to be the Magic City Grill is now going to be a big store brew pub um, is we have our spirits um, up and running. So right now we're distilling uh, vodka and flavored vodka and putting away rum barrels uh, for future consumption. And we're uh, distilling beer into whiskey, putting them in five gallon barrels to accelerate the aging process um, and selling them as whiskey in a tap room. But, you know, again, that those things are much more time intensive than the other things we do. So, you know, the product we have right now is the product we have. As time goes on, we'll build that portfolio. Okay. 
And we're going to take a break. You're listening to The Jose Show, and I'm your host, Jose Roldan Jr. In case you haven't heard, The Jose Show is now on the radio at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Turfs Up Radio. That's TurfsUpRadio.com. And we're back, and we're talking to LJ Govani, and he is the co-owner of the Big Storm Brewing Company in the Bay Area. Welcome back. A little short break there. But, um, you know, it's interesting that you had brought up about the uh, Amway Center because I, I try to do my homework a little bit. And this uh, from the Business Observer, I had brought up that you were going to be opening up a, about a 5,000 square foot uh, facility. I, I got to go to the Amway Center once uh, last year uh, because I had the Lakeland Magic tickets uh, season pass holder. Mm. And uh, with that season pass, you get one free Orlando Magic game and. I did not realize how big this place is. I mean, it's so big that mm. you can actually order food and they bring it to you instead of you going instead yeah. of you going to get it. Right. Wow. It's like, uh, and I'm supposed to be going again um, sometime this year while the Magic's playing um, because, of, of course, because of the COVID, you know, our season passes were held off to this to the next season. So I don't know exactly when that is, but uh, that's amazing that, uh, so it seems like your, your company is growing. You need to have one of these places here in Lakeland. So that way, when I want to get ice cream, I can drive 20 minutes away, you know, to the, to the uh, pub house or the tap house. Yeah, we, 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 we looked at a few locations out there. We, um, we bid, we looked to go bid on the assets of Lakeland Brewing Company down by the lake. Um, yes, seen that. We just weren't, the, we just weren't the best bidder and, uh, you know, that was a beautiful location. So we'll, we'll, we're going to work on uh, something in between, you know, Tampa Bay and Orlando. We think Lakeland's an important territory for us. That's cool. Now, in your spare time when you're not working at the company, um, what do you like to do with your family? Um, well, you know, so I have, I have a one and a half year old. My wife's pregnant with our second uh, due in June. So thank you. There's, so there's only so much, you know, we can do with a one and a half year old and a pregnant wife. But uh, <laughs> yesterday I went to the aquarium, you know, the zoo. Uh, and I'm also uh, back in school. I'm, uh, I'm almost done, but I'm getting a master's in accounting from uh, UNC. So, you know, wow. that unfortunately for now, that is taking up a lot of my spare time. But that is coming to an end uh, in a few months, luckily. So, um, you know, I, I'm a strong believer in always investing in yourself and bettering yourself. Uh you know, I found out yesterday or sometime last week, I found out that our, our master roaster uh, for the coffee shop is actually working on his uh, master's in uh, creative writing. And I said, why? And he said, why not? And I thought that was the perfect answer. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing, too. When I started this podcast almost a year ago, you know, I didn't think that I would have to do some writing because I am not a creative writer. Um, sometimes I don't cross my T's and dot my I's, <laughs> but uh you know, I'm like, well, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I got to know something about them. So I'll jot down questions and I'll email them ahead of time. And some of them say, hey, I don't want to answer that one, which that's fine. And some say, hey, you know, bring it on. Um, I, they don't have a problem. And uh, so now I, st- I got to start brushing up on my writing skills. So I, I didn't realize there was classes uh, to take to actually brush up on stuff like that, because definitely I, I really need stuff like that, because I know when I write, um, I don't write correctly. So, you know, I'm, I'm afraid like, Oh no, I don't want you to interview me because you can't write correctly, but you know, I got to oh, sure. somewhere. <laughs> sure. Oh, wow. Sure. So um, now just name a few of, of the, the favorite uh, types of beers that you actually craft. Sure. So, you know, our, uh, our flag, 
Oh, sorry. What was that? No, that you sell a lot of like, you know, you got a few that you sell the a lot of. Sure. Yeah, of course. So, our, you know, in our in our core beer, the beers we sell year round, um, Wavemaker Amber Ale has always been you know, our flagship. That's the first beer we put into distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a great multi beer. Um, you know, it is uh, it was brewed uh, inspired by Yingling, right? So Mike used to tell the story that, um, you know, he got a lot of his beer experience and beer knowledge by, uh, going to Yingling when Yingling would give free beer on tours, you go to the tour and you get free beer. Well, Mike took the, figured out pretty quickly, go take the 45 minute tour and then get the free beer. Right. And so he did that so many times at one point, at some point they're like, do you just want to give the tour? Like work for your money, man, work for your beer. Right. (laughs) So that was Mike's inspiration for, for Yingling. I'm sorry for Wavemaker. Um, but right now, you know, I always like to say we've got our legacy core and then our Gulf Coast core, Gulf Coast inspired beer. And, and that's really been as we've grown as a company, we've kind of found our niche. Mm-hmm. And uh, that beer is Bromosa, our Tangerine IPA. It's our fastest growing beer by far. Um, you know, we think that's our new, that'll be our new flagship, uh, number one beer within a matter of months. It was on its way before COVID kind of slowed everything down, right? Um, but, uh, you know, we, we brew... Um, six different beers a year in the core. You know, they're available all year round. And then we have um, four beers that are that are more seasonal um, in nature, but um, you know they're readily available. And that's our Sunny Key Lime, Key Lime Wheat Ale, our Oats and Hose Oatmeal Stout, our Oktoberfest, and our Christmas inspired, or holiday inspired Dunder and Blix and Holiday Ale. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, we're you know we're busy, and then with our multiple locations, you know we're brewing probably 80 to 120 different beers a year. Um, wow. Every location is always brewing. So, you know, it's just to what degree, maybe I'll back it's probably about a hundred beers a year. We're brewing. Oh man. Now that's a lot. Now, one question I've always wanted to ask, and you know, I'd never had a chance to ask it. Where does the alcohol come from? Now my, in my mind, I'm like, well, they buy rubbing alcohol and pour it in a beer. Like how, how does the, how does all that ferment? I don't, cause I don't understand beer sure. period. Yeah, so it's, it's really simple, right? So you can use, uh, we use sugars from, in our case, our brewing methods, uh, we use oats and barley. You know, uh, we see the commercials about, we don't use corn syrup or corn or adjuncts, you know, one of the macro guys, you know, they extract their sugars from other methods, but that's, it's really simple. We're taking the sugar that's in the malt, that's in germinated malt, and we're extracting that and creating a sugary oatmeal-like water, um, hopping uh, in, in a kettle and then letting that mixture, uh, of what we call wort, uh, that's been hopped, mm-hmm. um, introduced into yeast and sit in a tank for two weeks to six weeks. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Good Lord. So, wow. Okay. See, so now I know. So that question has been answered. Well, before I let you go, <laughs> um, I want you to, uh, take the last opportunity to, uh, say your final words and, uh, Go ahead and pitch uh, for your brewing company and any social media that you have. Sure. Well, look, thank, thank you so much for having us. I mean, I, I think the, uh, you know, the big thing about this story with my friend now Clayton um, is just positivity, right? Yes. Um, you know, 2020 was a tough year and uh, we think it's super cool to do something just with somebody we've never met and just reconnecting, um, you know, as a society you know, whether that be re- like physically reconnecting or just general unity. Um, you yep. know, there's no reason for the division in this country. We're, we're all neighbors and friends. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, so for, for the brewery, um, you know, at Big Storm Brewing on, on Twitter and Facebook, uh, I'm at LJ Gavoni, G-O-V-O-N-I, just LJ Gavoni. 
on Twitter. Um, you won't find me on Facebook. And honestly, the best way to get a hand on me is just to tweet me or, or call call the brewery and ask for me. But uh, again, thanks so much for having us. We appreciate the opportunity to talk about our friend Clayton. I appreciate it. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me, which almost a year later, nobody has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you just go to Facebook and search for the Jose Show, I have a group and I have a page. And you can uh, find me on Twitter at Oh, I always do this. I mean, I've done it so much at Jose Roldan Jr. That's at J-O-S-E-R-O-L-D-A-N Jr. And then I'm also on Instagram, which I don't get on much. And that's the Jose Roldan. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank uh, LJ for being on the show. It's, it's an honor. Um, you know, hopefully I can talk to you again. Uh, maybe you'll meet another cardboard Clayton, uh, <laughs> another cardboard Frank at some other game. Um, but it's interesting for giving us a little bit of uh, insight on how uh, craft beer is uh, made. And, uh, you know, congratulations on your uh, fourth site that you said that you have coming out. Um, I think it's amazing that, you know, in this day and age, there's still people that are entrepreneurs. And, and um, you know, I look at somebody like you as a staple to the community because you're reaching out to uh, Clayton, but you're also employing people and, and let me tell you, there's a lot of people in this world that's uh, unemployed because of COVID. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I still have a job, you know, but uh, whenever I can, you know, I try to help out people, you know, I don't have a lot of money to give, but, you know, I'll, I'll give somebody five bucks if they need it. Or, you know, if somebody asks for food or, or whatever, I'll, I'll give it to them if I can do it. And, you know, being here in Lakeland, we have a lot of uh, homeless people and I've helped them before. So I appreciate you and I commend you for, for being an outstanding member of your community in your area. Uh, that, that is just great. Uh, I talk a lot. <laughs> appreciate it. So appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, well, this is the end of this podcast. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you share tweet, uh, this, uh, episode out and, uh, I will talk to everybody on the next episode of the Jose show. Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show.